Hi, did somebody order a podcast? It's podcast time. I'm Dave. Welcome to the Too Much Dip Show. I'm going to host. Joining me in studio, as always, it's Dylan Shivery. I think I didn't notice the outfit change, Dave. You swapped lids. He took off a rowback hat from circling back and put on his Rangers cap. How about that? Hey, man. Is this sicko mode for you? I'm having uh, quite the August in Texas Rangers. Yeah, this is my sicko mode. Six in a row? Six in a row. Um, Six in a row. Yeah. Might have lost uh, our all-star third baseman for the season, but <clears throat> six in a row. Hopefully not. Mm. Uh, joining us via satellite... Or just whatever Randy's got hooked up. It's KJ. Hello, gentlemen. I'd like to acknowledge uh, Dylan's hot chest today here on the video. Uh, for those of you just listening at home, you probably should check out the YouTubes. Uh, I don't you know if it? it's just the button distribution or if uh, the man's just got the heat going, but uh, it's a good look. You got some chest hair showing. A little bit of both. Good morning just a little to something you. for the ladies out there. We're trying to get the, that female demo uh, popping a little bit. <laughs> you know, it's Dave sex the sells, man. It does. Mm -hmm. I think if you looked at the um, Instagram following, I think it skews female to male. Interestingly enough. Thanks, Scaries, for the shares. Scaries <laughs> yeah. and Washed. I think those are our two culprits <laughs> there. But that's okay. I mean, I don't I don't have a problem with that. It sounds like KJ might. Jeez. Uh, I support the Femdem. Uh, everyone knows this. The Femdem. The Femdem. That is correct. Um, so excited about it. I got to abbreviate it to get there quicker. What did you, what shirt is that? Because it is, it looks, um, it looks shiny. Is it a shiny shirt? Oh. No, it is not. But I can see how uh, technology and stuff might be making that happen. In fact, it might even be a Greg Norman. It's very generic. Uh, Antigua? Golf polo. Yeah, it's, it's uh, probably a Costco golf polo. I have no idea, to be frank with you. I saw, uh, uh, speaking of Costco. Just a reminder of our good friends at Roback that, uh, you know. You ship to the north, too. XL. Oh, yeah. Backer 20, KJ. Might I point you in that direction? That's true. I'll load up the cart. One-time use code. Hey, um, I saw Kirkland is dropping uh, golf clubs soon. Let's go. Mm. So, so in on that. I don't know if you guys are in the market. They've been doing golf balls on the for market. a minute. Might as well do clubs, too. Yeah. Uh, they look exactly like you would think Kirkland golf clubs would look. Like the branding. It's like, oh. Didn't really try to fancy it, fancy it up, have like a special golf logo. No, it's just Kirkland branded clubs. The irons, I believe. I, I feel like I've seen them in person. Uh, obviously, I haven't played them, but uh, you know, maybe next time I'm heading to the local Top Golf uh, alternative, I'll stop by, pick up a set, and just do some chipping. Do y'all have a Top Golf alternative? Uh, we do. I could not tell you its name, but it's unless it's like one of those. The tracker brought to you by Top Golf type things, where it's a partnership. I have no idea how it is uh, not just a full copyright infringement, but uh, mm. that is going to be nearby the uh, new location of the Buckies. So we just got all kinds of Texas memories up here. You getting a Buckies up there? We're getting a Buckies just outside of the uh, Madison area mm. for those traversing between the Twin Cities and Chicago uh, and Milwaukee, I guess, whatever major highway that is. Uh, there will be a Bucky's sometime in the next year. Anytime a, a, a really popular regional place opens up somewhere Goes else, elsewhere. there's all you're gonna. It's 
wait at least three months because there's going to be, you know, <laughs> line a mile long to, just to get gas there. So people could say they did. Do you remember miles. when uh, In-N-Out opened? Yes, in Frisco. And people were crying. People were like in line for like three hours and they were crying. They're just like. Videos of the, the drive-through line or maybe just a line to pull into the parking lot. I don't really know. We're all over the TL, and they were, I'm not kidding, at least a mile long. It was really funny. Yeah, when the uh, HEB, this happened with HEB somewhere. Mm -hmm. And I just remember Plain thinking, Frisco. I remember thinking, like, you know, there's other grocery stores. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just wait. Food, a food one. item, I kind of get. Okay, if you want to wait for food, that's your business. But groceries, I feel like um, most groceries can be found well, I don't know. grocery stores, unless you're going to go with the uh, HEB signature brand. Counterpoint would be that going to the grocery store, people are very particular about their grocery stores. It's, it's a, the overall experience. It's not just what you buy there. It's, it's getting yeah. in, it's getting out, it's the store, it's the flow of the trap. It's, it's the whole thing, Dave. I just don't know if I'm waiting in line to no, get into the either. store. No, definitely not. Uh, but speaking of long lines, I did see that Whataburger announced they're opening up uh, – a location in Vegas. So, Vegas, baby. Uh, that is a place I might uh, consider some lines and uh, Whataburger. Dave, Dave knows about lines in Vegas. There you go. <laughs> I thought that's where KJ might be going with that. But it, was it, it was. He went Whataburger. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's cool. People there will have a Whataburger and they'll be like, oh, that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> their burgers are just fine. They're fine. It's a good burger. They're, they're fried. Like, they're, their chicken is better than their burger. That's a controversial take, but I think you and Will both have that take. The chicken tender sandwiches and their honey butter chick chicken biscuit for breakfast is fire. But if I'm getting lunch there or dinner, which I don't do too often, I'm going chicken, dog. He's going chicken, dog. Randy nods in approval. Like, Randy, how was Nashville? Like fried chicken. J-Bone. It was good. It was fun. I had some hot chicken there. That's good. They're known for it there. We didn't really ask for you uh, to chime in on circling back this morning, so I'm, I'm giving you the floor. If there's anything you'd like to say about a bachelor party that includes frisbee golf, disc I, golf, I did hear someone say ball golf during the round. I don't know if they were joking or not. Okay, <laughs> that's all I needed to know. Uh, two questions, real quick, for Randy: Were you actually at this uh, bachelor party with Loki? That was not Loki, but I did tell the guy that you thought that, and he said that's the second time he's gotten it this week, and he's never gotten it before. Well, you know, there was something about his uh, very pale skin and slick back hair that, that was very questionable. Uh, and then follow-up question, or not even really a question, just a statement on J-Bone in general. The fact that I have not uh, made the time and figured out how to link and build with uh, the good man, Jared, uh, that's a failure on both our parts, as I will uh, – Venture into Milwaukee probably twice a month. In fact, I'll go pick up my father there at the airport this week. So uh, I need to reach out to J-Bone soon and uh, make that connect happen. Yeah, you need a, you need a surprise drop, uh, a J-Bone KJ pod or Instagram photo, something. I feel like... Just feel show like up dressed like Lewis Hamilton? <laughs> <laughs> you go sit in his little race car bed studio or whatever? <laughs> Dude, the streets would go brazy if you did that. Don't you think, Don? I think so. Don't go brazy, David. Let's make that happen. I'll uh, I'll, I'll look for some uh, some cheap Dickies polo or not Dickies polo, Dickies uh, one piece jumpers, and see if I can't uh, come up with a Lewis Hamilton costume to make that happen. Definitely owned one of those after the uh, first Eminem video. These, <laughs> hi, my name is. I bought the the powder blue Dickies one piece jumpsuit. It's a true story. 
don't have it anymore. Don't ask. Um, something we do have coming back into the fold, DraftKings live streams. We're thinking we're going to do it again mm -hmm. Thursday nights, but the live streams will be back starting week one. People were, a lot of people were upset we didn't do a Hall of Fame game live stream. I just don't know if anybody needed that. I know you guys were both dialed into the Hall of Fame game. You can give your full recap here in a minute. Um, but no, we're going to be doing a, a couple a month. So check it out. Subscribe to our YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash too much dip. Sure. We should know that. And the look on everyone's face was <laughs> questionable. But if you could find it. You just search too much dip. You'll find us. Uh, we went viral one time. People uh, don't talk about that enough. Um, and we'll talk about later. Any other uh, any other announcements, concerns, questions? Uh, I don't believe so, David. Um, care to talk about the demise of the Pac-12? Yeah. Uh, I, I do care. I would care. I would like to do that. So this happened quickly. Um, since realignment's Dylan's fault, can we have him lead off here? <laughs> yeah, I've been saying that too. Go ahead and defend yourself. <laughs> yeah, the Longhorn Network, I, I guess, did start this most recent wave of uh, conference realignment, which I am not personally responsible for. But you are reply guy for. I, okay, I reply because when people phrase it the way that – what is that podcast? I don't know. Necessary Roughness, the Barstool one. People say, oh, like the Longhorn Network ruined, ruined college football. I don't – you can donk on the Longhorn Network all you want, by the way, because it is – it's a trash network. It, it's – the programming sucks. Not many people have it. It airs like two Texas football games a year that I don't end up watching because I don't have Longhorn Network. You can only replay the Rose Bowl so many times. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it did It did start this most recent wave of uh, conference realignment. Um, but to say that it ruined college football is, is really stupid because there's nothing ruined about college football. Programs are scrambling for conferences right now, but it will go on. The game will go on. Mm -hmm. We will still be able to watch college football. Nope. It has affected conferences. There's nothing ruined about college football. It's still a fantastic... Oh. What? Some might say rivalries, historical rivalries that have gone away because of the realignment. But any, okay, the programs that have left have chosen to do so. Yeah, but not like the fans voted on it. It's all... What really? It's, it's about money is what it is. Wow. So yes. for, for Texas A&M to leave for the SEC... Like, oh, Texas ruined the, the rivalry. Now, they, they left because they wanted more money, because they wanted a, a better quality football conference. So you can put blame on Longhorn Network all you want. I don't really care. It's owned by ESPN and ABC, Disney. It, I, don't, I don't give a shit. They <laughs> offered the University of Texas a, a ton of money to, have, to name a, you know, a, a network after them and they accepted um, it it's it is what it is um can i infer that the argument um that you're referring to is that AM left because of the longhorn network and that's what started this like what what the longhorn network being created how, what was the next domino that fell i'm curious uh i mean i i, I suppose it had to do with like distribution of revenue within the conference and how it was extremely lopsided in favor of Texas. The SEC was like, hey, AM, uh, you can hop over here if you want to. We want a little piece of that Texas market. And they and they took it. Um, yeah, it's it's revenue distribution, which is maybe that's unfair. It's that's whatever. 
Yeah, I, I guess I just don't know the full rationale between blaming the Longhorn Network for the demise of college football. Maybe I should just go check out the tweet and or podcast that uh, you're referring to. I, I, I don't even know silly. if they get into I, it. Yeah, I, I think it's silly. I do think that um, Dylan is justified in his defense. Like, it's not an accurate uh, attribution. Like, that's all, like, completely ignoring the the Big East disappearance years before that. Uh, for those who remember that Miami jumped from the Big East to the ACC, and I believe maybe, like, a different jump there within. Uh, I'm oftentimes... Uh, uh, love to laugh at the photo of the Big East that when they tried to save themselves, which included San Diego State, SMU, and UCF. <laughs> Dude, what a squad. Uh, what a roster that, that would have was, been. That was an effort uh, to try to stay out of the grave. And the Big East exists in basketball, but obviously no longer in football. Um, but fast forward to today, I guess the most recent, we're talking Pac-12 specifically. I... I I find myself wondering like who really is actually happy about this. And I said this last week, there are a lot of like conference stands excited about the demise of another conference or whatever. And I can understand like being excited. If you were like, you thought your conference was under the gun before and was last in line. And now you know that you're one of the stronger conferences, whatever that means. I can see that joy. But like people are celebrating this, like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so great. Like, I don't think that anyone's going to have the mental capacity to be like, oh, well, how do I actually know who's the best in this 18 team conference next year? 18 teams. And if there's only one champion, like, you're going to get so many teams that are very strong, that are irrelevant. It kind of happens in the SEC, and then you overvalue like two to three teams each year, just because it's too difficult to tell who was really the best. Um, I have to say over the last year or so, when this all kind of kicked off Twitter, uh, you'll be shocked to learn or, or what X as it's known now <laughs> has become a great place. If you are a, a big 12 Homer versus a pac 12 Homer to go back and forth, to chirp at the beat reporters covering that, uh, to talk about TV deals and, all sorts of stuff. Like people are very, very, uh, you'll be shocked to learn. There's a lot of uh, tribalism within the college football world. Um, and uh, much of it plays out on uh, on X, on Twitter. And yeah, I'm seeing a ton of dunking on the Pac-12. Me, being a cuck, I am very, I kind of feel bad for the Pac-12. I feel like the, not so much the higher-ups, but I feel like there's a lot of people that will lose their jobs because of this, right? I feel bad for student-athletes that, uh, are stuck in one of those schools who, you know, I mean, they could always transfer out, but I mean, it's, they're kind of tied in now. So at least for this year, like the core reason for the PAC 12 kind of dissolving or being in the state that it's currently in is that basically that there are not enough big markets. There are not enough eyeballs on, on the programs there. And so the TV contracts that were, you know, proposed to them were kind of dog shit. Is, is that kind of the basis of why this is happening in the Pac-12? Yes, I believe so. And I know there was talk of like so the, the subscription services so, in the Pac-12. So the Big Ten's Let me like, fill in, I guess, a little bit there. Uh, I, I guess the easier way to think of it is kind of musical chairs. You know, you've got four network tail. Wow, 
accent jumped out. Network television uh, channels, ABC, CBS, Fox. What am I missing? NBC. Um, in the Big Ten's agreement that they struck uh, was with CBS, Fox, and NBC. And then on top of that, SEC pretty much locked up ESPN and ABC. ESPN also covers the rights of like your AAC along with like CBS Sports Network. There weren't enough network slots to go around once the Big Ten stretched its rights across three different networks. Um, that really s- screwed things up. So when it came to the Pac-12, whose previous rights were with, I believe, Fox, mm-hmm. which that was expiring. And I don't know if they had another distri- distributor, maybe ESPN. But like once those deals came up, the only hope that they had was coming up with either an alternate network that would say, okay, you're going to be our crown jewel, which it's going to sound stupid, but like if the live PGA stuff, like, didn't go so poorly or if live had kind of worked, I bet CW would have been like a player in this, like the influx of money from live. If that would have seemed like it was going to be a long-term thing, that's a channel that's on enough televisions around the country for free that would have been able to throw their hat in the ring here. Um, of course, then you talk about who has the money. Amazon didn't want any of it. And Apple talked about it because obviously Apple has a product to sell. Um, Hulu's owned by Disney. So again, that's tied into the other. So then Apple puts out a deal that was based on subscription performance initially was rumored to be about 15 million per team per year, which would have put them like $20 million a year behind the worst conference, which I guess would have been the big 12, uh, in their deal. Turns out it was really like 25 million a year, big 12 being at 30 um, and if they would have hit certain thresholds, that could have jumped as high as like 50 million a year. Now, nobody expects like universities to sit here and think like, oh, we're going to play in a performance-based system with the least populated segment of the country with the worst time zones from a national television standpoint and go on subscription-based. Like, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> you're not going to shift your games to Tuesday through Thursday if you're Stanford like and play them action game. Like, so they just ran out of options. Yeah. I think their best bet might've, uh, might've been just to like go to Patreon, but then, you know, <laughs> they might get like a cease and desist from their like uh former parent company or something. I don't know. You never know. I mean, that's what the Apple plan basically was. They were like, Hey, you hit these subs. Here's your check. Um, KJ, thanks for explaining that in a much better in depth way dude, than, than I was trying to, cause that was, no. That was good. I was I was vibing on that man. Yeah. I was like, I you were teaching me. Dude was spitting. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, all of that said, yeah. Like, I think Dylan brought up a good point. The, referring back to the tweet thread, I don't know if you mentioned it just now, but to your credit, people are still going to love college football. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing broken about it. Nothing is ruined about it right now. Um, but as me being old man who yells at clouds saying like, Oh, I like having more bowl games and I want to see more teams compete for meaningful reasons. Having 16 and 18 teams in a league quickly makes you like devalue oh, absolutely. that middle chunk of your conference. And I'm like, 
that's really going to make me feel weird about like wanting to follow a team who is not going to get any respect nationally because only people are going to care about Ohio State yeah. and Michigan at the top. There might be a team, you know, five states away that you share a conference with that you're going to play once every six years or something or once every four years, whatever it might be. And it's like, are we, oh, hi, I forgot we were already in the same conference. So it loses <laughs> some of that like camaraderie feel. 18 teams is just way too many. But, dude, like, how horned up for Oregon Rutgers time. are you going to be? That's another thing. Oregon has to travel to New Jersey to play a conference football game. Like, that's wild to me. Yeah. I threw that snippet in there really quick. It's ridiculous, quick. Uh, man. I'm looking at the that. athletic for the names. I won't, I won't use the names here, but they did lay out some longest distances. Oregon Rutgers at 2,920 miles apart. That's a flight. Uh, Washington, Indiana at 2,297. Arizona UFC or UCF, not UFC, uh, at 2044. And then Colorado, West Virginia. I don't know why that feels less weird. They named it the John Denver Classic. But uh, 1480, 1480 miles apart. Mm -hmm. Uh, Did you see the – I saw a personality – uh no it wasn't a personality it was was it the president or like the ad of arizona or arizona state shitting on morgantown uh (laughs) so that's news to me i hope they did um i should probably find that before i bring it up on the show but you know hey um (laughs) you guys will stand by asu leadership and some media may joke about going to morgantown or ames but hundreds of big 12 fans follow me i think i think uh somebody at asu uh, made a comment about like, man, yeah, there's a lot of cool places to visit in Texas. I look forward to going. I'm probably not going to Morgantown now. I think that was the gist of the comment. Um, Arizona AD Ray Anderson discussing the move to the Big 12. I promise I'm not going to Morgantown. I'm going to sign <laughs> assign that to Deputy AD Gene Boyd. He can go to Morgantown, but send me to Texas and the rivalry with Arizona and starting a new one with BYU, Utah, and Colorado. Guy just doesn't like Morgantown. Yeah, that's, that's not cool. Good college town. I know. Not that I'm saying I want to oh. go there, but, you know. It's like a exo-suburb of Pittsburgh, so. So know. what are you saying? What do you expect there? <laughs> I just don't know if I we I feel need... like that's what Ohio is, too, but whatever. You know what? Props to this guy um, for already uh, <laughs> throwing a little gasoline, creating some new rivalries. Yeah, that's true. It does, it does feel very, uh, speaking of Eminem, like, I don't know. What's the guy from Everlast? Like just attempting to start a beef for the attention. Whitey Ford. Like that's what that feels like. Just reaching for uh, some, some hate and attention. I didn't have Everlast coming up on the show today. I'm going to shoot everybody here straight, <laughs> but uh, you know, you listen to this podcast long enough. Uh, then you might know what it's like. Well done. Well done. Um, um, I'm excited. Any last thoughts on, on what happens to the remaining four, not to, not to cut you off the pass, but I do want to ask a question about like, you've got Cal, you've got Stanford who wins national titles in a lot of sports each year, football. They've had some highlights, golf, um, Washington state, uh, is out there. And then Oregon state, Oregon state who, uh, notably David C. Ruff was big on Oregon state in the 2020, 20, 22 yeah. college football season. It was. I mean, <laughs> Cal- served me well. Cal and Stanford, are, those are both like very legitimate athletic programs, like all around. I don't know mm-hmm. how much of a draw they have, eyeballs wise, but it's crazy to think that, uh, you know, programs like that wouldn't end up in a, just a really strong position. But who the hell really knows? 
Yeah. They got money. They got money, but like at the end of the day, I mean, KJ, you were saying this to me earlier. Uh, you look at Cal, what they're all about, Stanford, what they're all about. You go woke, you go broke. That's what KJ was texting me. I'm going to add that to the rundown. So you go broke, you go woke, you lose your conference. <laughs> you were just replying back with Greta Gerwig comments about Barbie and Billy. <laughs> Haven't even seen him. Oh, man. <laughs> That's good. No, I'm pretty I, – I sneaky do kind of love Oregon and Washington in the Big Ten. I will say that. I don't I, I don't know how often this is going to work out. I'm sure they've talked about it. I just haven't read it. But like a, a, an Oregon-Ohio State matchup, uh, you know, Oregon-Michigan, that's, that's really fun in theory. I don't mind, like, the additions. I think that it's just weird to think that uh, there's absolutely no way to relegate. Or if you're the Big Ten, shouldn't you just be like, hey, Rutgers, this has been great. Go the fuck home. Or whatever. Randy's not Some of the teams who bring nothing to the table. Any other schools? Uh, I like- know. I won't say Purdue. Um, <laughs> like, But I think that there should be a way for them to say, yeah, we really mm-hmm. like the number of 16. Uh, and we will gladly take Portland, Seattle, and two teams out of LA and maybe not West Lafayette. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I don't really have much else on that. Sorry. There's a yeah. lot. Oh, you know what I did want to bring up was um, Reggie Samples recruiting Texas now, recruiting for the Big 12. KJ's nemesis, Arizona State running backs coach and uh, son of the uh, Duncanville. 6A football state champion Panthers. Um, I'm just saying, watch out for Arizona State. That dude can recruit. It makes you wonder how how much they knew about this in advance. Like I genuinely could be sold on the belief that the campuses or universities knew, knew that there was a potential for this move, and they recruited and or hired based on that. Like samples would bring a higher value when you're recruiting out of Texas playing in the big 12. We might need to have Mike on Mike Roach. We absolutely should. We should have Mike Roach on in the next couple of weeks. Maybe we'll have him on the Let's first live stream. Maybe we can have him on for the, the a live calling of the uh, Colin Simmons commitment on Thursday. Man, I will let you guys know when Colin Simmons responds to my DM. Cause I have, I have given him the, the platform, if he wants to announce live on uh, the Too Much Dip Instagram. God, I just got to feel like he's not going to do that. Uh, you, you never know, man. It's from one Duncanville guy to another. You never know. So, say, hey, fellow Panther here. Yeah, hey, man. Panther for life. <laughs> so I, Colin? No, I whispered Panther for life. <laughs> um, Let's see. Anybody else watch uh, Jake Paul, Nate Diaz? I uh, No, I, I didn't. Cut a highlight here and there. How'd it go, Dave? Um, I have to say, um, the the fight itself was entertaining, um, mainly from the standpoint of uh, you had your classic Nate Diaz uh, shenanigans, just kind of being a showman in the ring. Um, you had Jake Paul, who held uh, held himself pretty well, um, won the fight. I don't think anybody would argue that he lost, but um, 
I think the biggest shocker was just Nate Diaz didn't look very good boxing. I I don't know a ton about Nate Diaz, but I have seen him fight before. Where I've you know I, I know I know of him. Um, he used to be in much better shape than he's currently in, from what I can see. Well, he's never been a guy who's been ripped up. He is a. Also, what's his game? He's obviously he's not a boxer. Jiu-jitsu, but scrappy. You know, he's jiu-jitsu black belt. Um, he is a guy who he's lost a lot of fights. He lost a lot of fights in the UFC. Um, no one has done more with the career, like the you know, a record like his, which is nothing to brag about. Mm-hmm. But he has. What made him was the Connor fight. You know. The, those, those first two Connor fights, the only two. Um, but I watched it. Um, I watched the undercard. I was glad I did. Didn't pay for it. Um, but, um, yeah, it just kind of looked like he didn't train too much. Uh, he wasn't really throwing any punches that had anything behind them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake Paul is a huge dude. Nate somehow looked bigger Kind of maybe speaks to what you said about him being out of shape. I don't know. He doesn't. He's a dude who like trains by doing triathlons. The Diaz brothers are known for doing that, and um, that's kind of that's kind of what you get. He smokes a lot of weed. He's uh, pretty open about that throughout training camp. He doesn't care. That's kind of what makes Nate Diaz fun is that he doesn't fucking care. But yeah, he he lost that fight, and I don't really want to see a rematch i know that the talk is a uh rematch in the octagon uh mma rules which in theory nate wins that handedly um but you never know jake paul with the smaller gloves might be a real problem i really thought nate was going to get knocked out uh he did get knocked down got right back up but i didn't think nate was going to make it through the first round that first flurry i don't know if you saw any of the highlights but he was taking some huge shots who's the most legitimate fighter Jake Paul has beaten because it seems to me he keeps picking these guys at the tail ends of their careers or maybe they're he does they're not you know strikers but he gets them in a boxing ring guys that are are not at their best the most legit fighter he's faced lost to right most legit boxer is Tommy Fury we lost to who we lost to okay um and Tommy Fury is not a good boxer he's not a tier one draw I've seen Tommy Fury on undercards like win fights that he was supposed to like you know it was like a tomato can type just kind of like all right get a fight under tommy's belt and he didn't look good at all and then he beat jake paul um what jake paul's got going for him is he hits hard and that's like his whole game he's got good footwork man he's not bad but it's not that shocking that a guy with his his means and the time he has devoted to training like you could get good at boxing Mm mm-hmm you could get good at pretty much anything if you had the time to devote to it. KJ, were you surprised? Were you surprised to see the uh, performance put on by Jake Paul and Nate Diaz? Uh, I think it only makes or surprises me at how many times I can just be an absolute. Uh, I feel like cuck is too strong, but just absolute idiot reading any headlines related to fighting, much less celebrity boxing matches. Because there was some stupid note about questioning Jake Paul's like conditioning and being ready. And I didn't watch the fight live, but I did go back and check it out Sunday morning. Um, that was all BS. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the guy is, 
you know, as legitimate as you can be when it comes to preparing and executing and fight. So, uh, at this point he's a fighter before he's a content creator in, in my head. Well, you're always gonna, you're always gonna look bad when up against Nate Diaz, uh, on the cardio front, because no one has better cardio. That's why Nate may have stole some rounds at the end. Um, mm -hmm. never, never a chance of him like knocking Paul down. I don't think, but, um, yeah, to your point, Jake Paul's never, never fought 10 rounds. He's, his fights never last that long. Um, I think initially this fight was supposed to be an eight round deal, which would have benefited him because that was Nate's whole game plan is to get him out in the deep water and see if he can keep up with him conditioning wise. He couldn't, but that's okay. Um, all in all, decent product. I was kind of contemplating a, a late Saturday drive up to Dallas to go to this. <laughs> Because it's like, oh, it's in Dallas. It's at the AAC. I could just go, stay with my parents, and I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> I'm very glad I did not. Um, but it did look like some of the – there were some celebs out. I don't know if you saw. Um, they had, they had uh, Saweetie. You familiar with Saweetie? I am familiar with Saweetie's game. Uh, she was a an honorary ring girl. You could have caught the the messy soccer game, too, while you were up there. I could have. My my nephew did. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll party Whoa. on that here shortly. Um, yeah, I was very, he got some good seats too. I got to figure out how his dad, uh, landed that, <laughs> um, any parting thoughts on the, um, world of celeb boxing. Dylan brought up the, uh, the UFC fighters and how Jake goes about picking his opponents. He's very smart in that front, his camp is cause they, they don't pick any UFC fighter who is, uh, in his prime and, um, they tend to pick the ones who aren't boxers. Uh, that I, I agree with. I still, you know, we have one rule on this show. It's don't fuck with Nate Diaz. It's true. <laughs> Jake Paul broke the rule and he won. Um, I, again, there, there's somebody has to say yes. So Diaz said, yes, he collected the bag. He fought. There was no half-ass net here. There's no question about the ex the effort, uh, put into it. You know, at some point we have to tip our cap to the guy. I will be very intrigued to see. It just makes me want to see Tyson Fury and um, names escaping me. Usman. Nope, not Usman. Uh, Fury and Nganu uh, um, this fall because that is going to be a more legitimate version of seeing completely two different styles compete, you know, somewhat in their prime. Uh, so I'm excited to see that executed. Um, not to just produce on the fly, but do we want to go ahead and watch what I do here? Knock out our other fight discussion really quickly here, or should I we? Think, uh, I think that's jump good. into AG. I okay, think yeah. Let's do another fight. We got to we got to pour one out for our guy Tim Anderson, Randy. I don't know if uh, you have any thoughts, concerns. Uh, this does affect you deeply as a noted White Sox guy. Uh, I, I like the way he squared up. I don't like the way he finished. Yeah, yeah. It, it looked good at first. It's like, oh, okay. Did it? Isn't he right-handed? He, he, his uh, stance was backwards. I oh don't know. He was Maybe right he fights uh, right and right's right, but bats and hits left. Southpaw. Or bats and throws his form, left. His form was – no, he was he – lined, uh, he lined up like a lefty and started throwing rights right away. It was, it was pretty terrible form. Okay. Just thought I'd, I'd nitpick since we were talking about his his form. Yeah, I thought. Well, I th maybe he knew something that we don't. Um, all I know is um, Jose Ramirez through. That is like the ultimate like brawl hail mary punch. It's the head down, 
oh, overhand. Like, if it lands, it's a problem. If it doesn't, you might fall down with it, and you mm-hmm. are definitely going to be off balance, and bad things are going to happen to you. Um, so shout out to him. You what? don't. We haven't seen a, a punch land this squarely since uh, the uh, Rugi Odor Batista. He, he caught him, but it didn't look like it was a devastating blow at all. I'm surprised a that it knocked him down. When I saw it happen, I was like, "Oh, he he was off balance, and he caught him kind of leaning one way, and then stuck him a little bit." But then when he wobbled, like trying to walk off the field, I'm I'm like, "Oh, he he actually stuck him really well." It didn't look that way in the video. A total lucky punch. It, he was just kind of, yeah, his head was down. He was just flailing, kind of swinging and connected. There's there's an excellent call. I don't know the broadcaster that, that had the, the Anderson down call, but it's phenomenal. If you, I don't know if this is the video we have queued up or not, but uh, it's definitely worth a watch and listen. Well, I will say, and Randy, if you want to hit play on that, I don't know if we have the capabilities, but um, I would imagine he didn't see this punch coming. Which leads you – oh, yeah, he just straight up didn't see it. Yeah. So when you don't have time to even, like, slightly brace for it, that can turn your lights off. Um, but, yeah, I was I was a little bit surprised to see him wobbled, like, minutes after, like, having to get walked off because I guess I'm just so accustomed to watching professionals uh, get knocked out and get up and then go, like, shake hands and stuff. Yeah, like I it's mean, nothing. just at, at first glance, it doesn't look like it was – he connected like Odor did. No. You know? Like, that one looked more devastating than this one, but this one, that the Odor punch didn't even knock Batista down, so. It did knock his helmet off. Yeah. And it, <laughs> the Odor, the Odor punch was beautiful because Visually. he, he, he feinted the, the, the jab and then just came across with just a straight right, and it doesn't get any better, and then Rugi's career went, uh. Went nowhere. <laughs> but he did get uh, the bag, so shout out to him. He got, yeah, he got paid. He had to shave, get paid, and. Buy some horses. Yeah. Shout um, out to John Daniels. Tim Anderson suspended. Uh, shouts to uh, – go ahead. Tim Anderson suspended six games. Jose Ramirez, three. This is Shouts per, to the great uh, Greg Tepper. ESPN. Editor of uh, Dave Campbell's Texas Football with a note that uh, on second base that day, when Rugnit Odor threw his punch, Elvis Andrews mm-hmm. on second base for the Chicago White Sox. Elvis Andrews. Yeah. So, Interesting. Fun so, little uh, note. Yeah, well, he's a known rabble-rouser. Shit-stirrer. <laughs> God, I love Elvis. I hate seeing him play in Chicago. No offense, Randy. But, God, I don't want to see him dwindle away his you know, last remaining years out there. Both fights occurring at second base, too. Mm. Um, have you guys followed Tim Anderson's uh, Twitter behavior in the uh, days, hours, since fill us in i have not getting a little cryptic getting getting a little cryptic um 20 hours ago tweets you know all this happening for a reason dot 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 i don't know if this is like a god's plan thing or i don't know (laughs) the conspiracy that i'm not aware of um then he hits you with a staying focused with this shit been going through this shit for a minute keep kicking on me while i'm down a lot of MF been switching up too. Hashtag fake shit. Dylan, you've been accused of switching it up. Tim Anderson noted former power hitter. I say former because in 353 at bats this season, he has one home run, Randy. He's got no protection in that lineup. I don't that, know. That wouldn't explain the one home run. No, not really. <laughs> um, 
Y'all got me effed up. Okay, and then <laughs> my favorite one is just hope you picking up what I'm putting down too. Like, no, we don't. He's going through. What it, are you man. saying? You don't what have do you... to read the tweets verbatim. <laughs> well, I'm just wondering, like, what are we? Uh, what's what? What's the? I don't know. Look, I I, I guess he's concussed. We can all agree. Uh, Tim Anderson would not be invited uh, to defend the dock in Montgomery. <laughs> can we just can we just need to do another segment on that today? No, no. Have no. you watched all sixteen uh, camera angles of that? We'll break that down for our opening uh, live stream. How about that? <laughs> um, I mean, seriously, we like I spent the first forty five minutes today just watching all of the different angles. There's there's never been a, a street brawl more um, perfectly captured on on phone. Like it's just you have literally any angle you could possibly want. Um, yeah, I don't have anything else on this. I, I feel bad for Tim Anderson. Uh, it, when you get a, you get like once every 10 years, there's a good baseball fight where people actually throw punches or get tackled. You don't want to be on the, uh, end of it that gets knocked down and then carried off the field. Yeah. There's not a sport where fights are quicker to be broken up than baseball. You know? Agree. Why is that? I don't know. We've had some slap fights in football that have gone on for a little bit. Hockey, obviously, that's just part of the game. Baseball, it's... Basketball usually gets broken yeah. up pretty quickly, too. Yeah. Baseball, it's it's funny. I know it's like a trope, but like just when the bullpens run out... Yeah. <laughs> By the time they get there, the fight's been over for 20 seconds. Like, hey, hey, hey. Yeah. But like you, you got, got your you gotta, jacket still on, your hands are in your pockets, yeah. you're trotting out there. You got to show effort, though. It's just yeah, part of the game. You don't want to be the dude who, get, who stays behind. Right. Yeah. It's like, ah, they'll figure it out. I'm just going to stay in the dugout. On the flip side of that, which sport has the most fan fights? I feel like it's baseball that has the most fights in the stands of fans. Uh, soccer, probably, ooh, on a worldwide level. A but baseball, California definitely carries the the boat on this. Yeah, I was gonna. I was thinking, <laughs> I like some Cowboys fans like to mix it up a bit too. Yeah, you usually see Cowboys fans turning on each other. They have jerseys on. It's it's always oh man, you always see people slipping and sliding, spilled beer and stuff. It always ends so bad. Never get in a fight with someone on the row right behind you because they have the the advantage. They have the height advantage. Yeah, don't don't do that. Doesn't make a lot of sense to do that. Mm-mm. Um. Guys, would you mind if I talked about our good friends, our partner, AG1? Our next partner is AG1, the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. I drink it literally every day. I had it this morning. I drink it on an empty stomach right when I wake up. Helps absorb it. As do I. It's the best way to start the day. I am always looking for ways to better myself. I'm looking for gut support, maybe something that supports my immune system, maybe a boost in energy. That's why I gave AG1 a try. It's phenomenal. I drink it every morning, like I said. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase, go to drinkag1.com slash bang. That's drinkag1.com slash bang. Uh, lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. And Dylan, you'll love this. Contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good. And you don't have to take a ton of vitamins. 
right? You just drink your AG1 first thing in the morning and you're good to go. Go to drinkag1.com slash bang. That's drinkag1.com slash bang. Check it out. Um, oh, happy Colin Simmons commitment week. Who's Colin Simmons? You might be the asking aforementioned yourself. Colin Simmons. He's uh the Duncanville Panthers defensive end who's deciding between LSU, Texas, and AM later this week. It's a big deal because he's the number one defensive end in the nation, and he's also a, a fellow Duncanville Panther, like our boy Dave right here. A lot of people think it's between LSU and Texas, and uh, it's kind of a big deal because uh, when a, a guy of that kind of status commits somewhere, it tends to create a little momentum for that program on the recruiting trail. So big, big day Thursday, 2 o'clock Central Time, he's announcing, and uh, we hope he picks Texas. Well, I hope he picks Texas. I know Dave disagrees with me there, and that's okay. Uh, I didn't say that. I don't mind. I mean, I will. I will support him wherever he goes. Um, he's. I don't think Texas State's got a got a you know a chance at landing him. Didn't, I'm not sure. Maybe Mike Roach knows something we don't know. Didn't make his final three, unfortunately. And no, but you never know. There could be a wild card. Maybe GJ GJ Kenny drops that bag. He could be the piece that they're missing. Hit him with hundreds of dollars and mm -hmm. IL money. <laughs> yeah, um, big deal. It is a big deal. You also got, uh, also from Duggaville, Caden Durham, the yep. four-star running back. Announcing same day. LSU, OU are the two. I, I think, think. A&M's in there, too. A&M's in there, too. But, yeah, uh, he, I think he's picking between LSU and OU mostly. Yeah, we'll see, man. Uh, I'm cautiously optimistic. Don't feel great about it, but I will be paying close attention. Will you do me a, a favor? Will you promise to, no matter what he chooses, uh, respond to his tweet and say, hey, Texas fan here sucks. You didn't choose this, but like, I just want to let you know, like, hey, wish man, you the best, dude. You're a good kid. I, yeah, good luck in the future. Yeah. yeah, I'm not. Yeah, don't tweet at recruits, guys. God. Don't do that. What if all I want to let the guy know is just know you can always come back home, pony up. <laughs> he did have a teammate. Please, please respond with that. He had if a teammate, <laughs> a safety, I think, from Duncanville yes. who committed to SMU recently. That's right. Correct. Dotson, Correct. I think, his last name. That's right. So, um, and so when place. somebody asks, what's the sleeper team that's not listed in this graphic that explicitly lays out your finalists, he responded back. I don't know what you want to call the zipper face emoji. Uh, it's a slipknot special. Um, but no, the, no, one, the zipper mouth and then the pony up emojis. And I was like, that's I don't cool. know. Maybe. Absolutely not happening. I think it's this saying, is Colin, shut up. Elk. This is Colin Simmons? That is Colin Simmons, correct. Mm. Duncanville has become just an absolute factory of athletes. Of course, I got my favorite five-star sitting next to me right here, Dave Ruff. Oh. Class of 02. I'm a two-star. No, come on. Founder of the Swing Academy. That's right. Yeah, man. Highly recruited. Always hated on. Number one <laughs> most hated at Duncanville. It's that boy, me. Um, Let's do soccer L's real quick. Got a couple L's to talk about, Davey. Miami lost that game? There was greatness up in Frisco last night. They, they have stadiums in Frisco, isn't it? Is it still Pizza Hut Park? No. I haven't, I've been there once. It was for Jimmy Buffett. So <laughs> I haven't been paying attention to Messi with Miami. But from the highlights I've seen, he's putting on a show every single game, it, and it's absolutely electric. It is well worth the price of admission, I think. Will and I were talking about this earlier, like, assuming he comes to Austin next year, like how much we'd be willing to pay just to go be involved in the messy scene. 
worth it. Yeah, two and a, I'm I'm not going four dig. He's the goat game. You got you get a chance to see the goat in your backyard. I think you got you got to be there. Yeah, it was a pretty miraculous comeback. A wild ass game. I don't know. I'm assuming no one really actually watched the entire thing. I tried to watch it on Apple TV. Miami won. No, four four. Oh, yeah. All all this well, for a tie. Yeah, um, that's classic. a lot of PKs. PKs. They won on PKs. Correct. Because this was a playoff game. I don't know shit about this. <laughs> I just know my nephew uh, was there. FC Dallas got up four two. Uh, including an own goal by uh, Miami and our intern Miami. I'm, I always want to say intern, enter Miami. Uh, but then an own goal by FC Dallas made it 4-3, and then basically with no time left, Messi tied it up to take it to PKs, or Free maybe kick. it was extra time than PKs. I don't know how it played out. But uh, ultimately, uh, Messi also scored again in and, uh, PKs, and uh, – they won. Huh. Yeah. Well, sad for my, uh, my FC Dallas sites, but, you know, uh, happy, happy. It was a, it was a fun time for everybody there. Did not realize it was a playoff game. Interesting. Correct. Correct. That's why uh, it was very sudden. Um, and we like, I don't think we talked about them coming to Dallas, uh, but it was, uh, if somebody wins, somebody loses and it happened and boom, Sunday, Dallas, messy. And, uh, you know, Bob's your uncle. So, uh, but I really want to talk about the, uh, uh, really the focus of all of the world and the equal rights, uh, activists and, and Donald pay Trump activists. Uh, Oh no. Did he, did he chime in on this? <laughs> nice shot, Megan. Okay. <laughs> no, he did it. I swear on true social. That's Was what this? He, posted. <laughs> he hit us with the truth. I, I prompt, look it up. <laughs> Oh, KJ, we how didn't does that talk make you feel? You're- enough or at, at all really about the women's national cup or women's world cup. I'm sorry, not national cup. Maybe we briefly mentioned it last week. Would you like uh, the 4 a.m. and 3 a.m. starts lost me? Yeah. So when the first like push notification I get is U.S. women's national team comes up short, and I was like, all right, well, I'm going to go back and attempt to uh, enjoy this. But uh, Twitter was up and not happy. Would you like for me to read the? Truth social post from one Donald J. Trump. Call it a truth. Please do. If this is fake, I don't. I really hope it's not fake. I don't think it is. I've seen multiple uh, people post it. Some with uh, yeah. who seem to be reputable people. Anyway, the quote-unquote shocking and totally unexpected loss by the U.S. women's soccer team to Sweden <laughs> is fully emblematic of what is happening to our once great nation under crooked Joe Biden. Many of our players were openly hostile to America. No other country behaved in such a manner or even close. Woke equals failure. Okay. Nice shot, Megan. Oh. The U.S. is going to hell. MAGA. Oh, man. That's a very grim truth that he so. just dropped on us. <laughs> nice shot, Megan. Nice shot, Megan. Is that how he closed it off or was that a separate truth? The, that's all one post. Okay. You know. God, I really wish it was a live post. Me like, too. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I'm not one to criticize. I can't criticize the content that the orange man puts out there, but also, I, I feel like just a simple nice shot, Megan with nothing else would have done it. I'm seeing that one too. It just, just it does just say nice shot, Megan. I don't know if this one has been uh, edited at all. So it's possible. He also tweeted nice shot, Megan. People are mad that she not laughed tweeted, after she missed the shot. Truth or whatever you call them. KJ, were you mad? Because it was some kind of sick joke is what she said. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Although she wasn't the final miss. There was another miss after her that was the nail in the coffin. So, uh, you know, tough times. How, um, how do you miss a goal? It sounds like, like some that. of the uh, like chatter so. ahead of the, the uh, elimination rounds where it was warranted. But I, still a Sophia Smith stand. I'll say that much. Hang on. Uh, Dylan's, Dylan's got a question. How are you that inaccurate with the – and this uh, this isn't like a, a woman soccer thing. I, I oh, of course not. It, but it's like what the it, at least give the ball a chance to go in. She yeah, was not even close. People people miss sometimes. Didn't uh, Harry Kane miss one in the last World Cup? Pretty significantly. Just missed the goal. It happens. I'm just saying it's weird that it that it does. Dylan Dylan uh, who famously went like uh, ten for ten against Seven Will. Seven for ten or whatever. I went eight for ten to be fair. <laughs> eight for ten against uh, Will. I uh, missed. I did miss one high, much like. Megan Rapino did. If it's me, I'm never trying to go high. Uh, but but I, the embarrassment of launching it over is have, just too much for me. Having said that, I've spent zero days my entire life practicing the game of soccer, but I did hit one too high. Okay. So I don't know. Mm. If it's me, I'm just toe punching it right at that fucker. <laughs> I'm just, you know what, dude? It's knuckling at you. You better be ready. This thing it's might. Knuckle puck time. <laughs> you ever toe punch it? They told you not to do that as a kid, but it was really fun. I keep telling Parks to stop toe punching. Really? He, he's getting he's getting better at it. Um. Yeah. I, I I guess I am not invested on either side. I, I again, it's like KJ said the the start times. I just I'm I, I'm at the point with the with the small child that I can't wake up at two a.m. pretty much for anything unless it's my dog uh, who has to go outside and throw up some of the stick that he ate earlier or some shit. Um, yeah, you're uh, you were like three hours post uh, Nate Diaz and uh, Jake fight. So nobody's judging. I should have just made it an, made it an all Jake nighter. Paul. That would have been great. Um, now I will say, what do you think it those is, circles were? <laughs> <laughs> it was weird to see. It always is people like Americans, U.S. Americans, even um, like giddy. That they lost. It's like, uh, seems weird. I mean, I guess go woke, go broke is what KJ always says. <laughs> yeah, I got that in a rundown. Can we do quickly final thoughts on quarterbacks so we can wrap this whole thing up? Uh, overall thoughts in the last couple episodes, anything shocking? I know, Dylan, you've been done with this for a few weeks now or just the show in general. I thought the Super Bowl coverage was really, really cool, really well done. Just It was just badass to see like how much – you know, insight we got like from the actual game itself, which was, you know, obviously the biggest moment of their careers slash season. So that was really cool. Uh, the, that Meek Mill song they played before the game that, you know, obviously he's a Philly guy and Mahomes went into about, you know, he listens to that song before every game, but he chose not to for this game uh, because it is a, you know, it's a Philly guy and they're playing Philadelphia and it mentions you know, Philly a couple of times in the song, but then they end up playing it over the loudspeakers inside the stadium. That was cool. Made me want to go listen to that song over and over again, which I did afterward. Was it Dreams and Nightmares? It was Dreams and Nightmares. Really Classic. good song. Notably uh, what they uh, came out to against uh, the Patriots at the Super Bowl that Dylan attended. What? Or not? Oh. Yeah, you know, you know, it would be Patriots. But yeah, that's what they, uh, whenever the, the the Eagles won, whoever they beat the song's in that Minnesota. Old? Correct. Oh, that is what that. they came on the field against. And then the other team came out with like Black Sabbath or some shit. Okay. And I just remember being like, yeah, I'm going to go with the Dreams and Nightmares team. <laughs> Wasn't Big X the plug? Really enjoyed that part. And then just Mahomes' new house. It's fucking sick. Little little big for my taste, but sick. Yeah. 
Um, my Kirk Cousins guy now. He's likable. Uh, Good dude. I kind of, I'd like maybe uh, watching that. I was like, dang, should I feel bad about any of the segments we've done? Just dunking on this guy. This show did him some favors. I think people are more behind him now. I think that's the, uh, the general consensus. Yeah. Um, I still don't think he's like a, a, a great quarterback, but no, he puts up numbers, man. He does put up numbers. He puts up numbers. Uh, same to see him go down in the first round like that. I thought, I mean, they had a really good regular season. They did, KJ. What? Uh, he's he's a weird guy, but he's a likable weird guy, and I think he means well. So, yeah, I'm a fan. Okay. I think he's genuine. Um, I have knocked this show for uh, being the wives of quarterbacks. Being that that being the like almost as much as you're talking hearing from the quarterback, you're hearing from the spouse the entire season. Uh, I might have come around on uh, Julie Cousins by the end of this or whatever her name is. Um, questionable okay. style decisions, but you know, became a fan. Um, I got what I was looking for in the Marcus Mariota story, and I thought that they played it extremely well because you did not get a lot of Arthur Smith early in the season. And it was very critical almost for like Mariota's reputation, which I mentioned earlier, like everything I've ever thought and heard and known about Mariota's, he's like a genuinely really nice guy. And the element of them following the family, the timing of him having the child right at the bye week, him getting benched, him speaking with Arthur Smith, who he knows really well. And then quote unquote, leaving the team and that being the narrative, like that was tremendous content. It's not, notable to like the season and how it played out. But I thought that was genuine, true, interesting information for, you know, me as a, as a viewer, Mahomes, my only note was we had a couple shots of the press box again, the Brittany cam. And I don't know that I saw it early in the season, but that empty seat has Jackson's name on it. Yeah. And that seat has been empty for every shot of this series. Mm. And who knows whose decision that was, but like those allegations didn't come out until after the season or playoff okay. time of this year, but he was not in that chair earlier in the season. Um, uh, and then he's got a lot of people around him always like a lot relative to the other two. There's just a lot going on. Did you see who turned down uh season two of quarterback? Hello. Hertz, Dak, Tua, who else? Uh, Justin Fields. Okay. Um, uh, which I don't really blame anybody from turning it down. Like, especially if you're, I don't know, if you're if you're uh, unproven. Like Mahomes, you got nothing else to prove. Do it. it I actually kind of give props to Mario, a guy like Mariota, for doing it. Um. Because you don't know what kind of – I mean, now you got a better sense of what kind of access you have to give them and how intrusive it's going to be. Um, but, yeah, I saw, I saw some, some blowback on, on Twitter about people, people upset that they were turning this – like quarterbacks were turning it down. I'm like, you really surprised? Like, you really think it's not oh. enough to be an NFL quarterback? Like, you don't have enough distractions and now you want to have a camera crew? I'd be happy with a Geno Smith, either Herbert or Trevor Lawrence – and then give me a third person. I don't know who that might be. Uh, and maybe that's who all these people have turned it down, like would all be a good balance against the two of them. Um, but yeah, give me a third quarterback and I'd be happy. Gino would be great. Yeah. Given his, his history. And I think Herbert or Burrow would be on that same level, but I think he'd be, you know, maybe the front runner of the pack. 
Maybe uh, Cooper Rush. <laughs> maybe Cooper Rush. Uh, oh, last thing I will say about the show. Um, after the uh, Vikings' unceremonious loss to the Giants uh, in the playoffs, Kirk Cousins is still driving himself home. Like yeah, I drive 99% weird. of the time in my family here as well. Uh, but I'm just saying post game, you got to take this one, Julie. Yeah, that's, I, I, I thought, I don't know why I thought it was kind of weird. I don't know. It is weird just seeing a, an athlete get in his car and just go drive home <laughs> after, even after like a win, it's just, it is just weird. It's a little, <laughs> I guess that makes sense if that's how it, how it works. Usually that's how transportation and commuting go. But yeah, that their car is parked somewhere in a parking lot this entire game. Yeah, they're just like go. They're driving to work, and then they drive home after. It's, it is. It's weird. Do you think he remote started it? It's cold there. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. got to think. No, that's sure, all I have. Sure, they have climate control okay. parking. Well, overall, thumbs up to quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. That was fun. That was fun. Like two for two Netflix. Two for two. Let's run it back. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Let's run it back. Yeah, I kind of hit you with that. <laughs> like Dylan's laptop still open. <laughs> we got we got a shorty here. Uh, uh, the segment during which we talk about what we already talked about. Uh, we think more females follow too much dip than males do, and we're okay with that because we're hot. Yeah, that's right. Kirkland branded golf clubs are hitting the market, and they look just like you'd expect them to. A direct quote from KJ Ellis: "You go woke, you go broke." Mm-hmm. Is Dylan Facts. verified on True Social? He is not. Drive the car, Julie. Which was I'm just going to start directly addressing ago. Julie. Julie Hampton is actually her name. She did not take the last name, which I don't. I don't know if you guys have a problem with that or not. If you care to address it, no flexibility. We are both upper Midwesterners. I'd like to talk to her about it. <sighs> nice kick, Megan. Is that what it was? Nice shot. <laughs> Nice shot, Megan. I'm going to be thinking about that for the next year. Nice shot, Megan. Nice shot, Megan. <laughs> Come on. Just fucking leave it alone, alone dude. man. Uh, for a break. Every missed field goal to lose a game. It's a nice <laughs> shot, Megan, from here on out. That's the new uh, LGB. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Well, we will uh, be back next week. Uh, we're going to get Mike Roach in here one of these days soon. We're going to talk recruiting, all things. But until then, bye-bye. Bye. I want my chips with the dip. That's all I know. I don't want my chips playing. I want my chips with the dip. So bring them dips. I'm going to come. <laughs>